0: Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. Well, as you know, last Sunday was Easter Sunday, and this is actually now uh, the Easter season. So it's Easter Sunday, and it's the beginning, it marks the beginning of the season of Easter. And the, the church calendar gives us this whole season, it's six weeks between Easter and Pentecost, to contemplate and celebrate resurrection. to to really contemplate and celebrate that hope is reasonable and that newness is possible. And as Andre, who's who's a pastor on our team, as him and I kind of planned what we should uh, teach on and talk about during this season of renewal and resurrection, he came to me and said, hey, I think we need to talk about prayer. And and maybe even more specifically the Lord's prayer, the prayer that Jesus teaches us. And uh, I thought he was totally right and i think it's perfect for this season because uh, most of us don't feel uh, like we've got the prayer thing handled like we don't know we don't feel really confident or comfortable in our prayer life i think it's a part of our, our of our spiritual life of our journey that could use some renewal and some resurrection i think we might need to breathe some new life into our prayers and uh, la- last week, we had this really vulnerable moment. Uh, we did it on video, but in person, I, I asked people to uh, raise their hands if they've ever doubted uh, the bodily resurrection of Jesus. We did that on Easter Sunday, uh, and uh, I'm really sorry about that. We did it on video, but in person, uh, it you know, you had to really go for it. It was Easter Sunday, and I'm sorry, but we're going to do it again right here. So... Uh, maybe you want to raise your hand if you're at home, uh, but we're going to do this in person. I'm going to ask people to raise their hands. Uh, have you ever struggled uh, with praying and with feeling comfortable and confident in your prayers? If you're a person who struggled, you just consider that. Do you get distracted during your prayers? Do you ever wonder if prayer really matters or if it's working or the point of it at all? Do you ever feel guilty for not praying enough? So I ask those questions because those are all my problems. Okay, I'm just projecting my own issues in, uh, and I'm trying to get other people to say, yeah, that's my thing so that I feel more comfortable. Okay, those are all my issues. Okay, I struggle with consistently praying, with feeling confident and comfortable in my prayers. I get super distracted while I'm praying, like next level distracted. I wonder sometimes if it matters at all. And then I feel guilty for not doing it enough. Listen, prayer is important. I believe it's important. And I really believe that it's a miracle that the God of the universe who created everything that created us invites us into his presence in this divine connection and conversation. I think it's a miracle. And uh, in this Easter season, I think we need some newness of life In our prayers, I think we need some hope and some renewal. And so we're talking about prayer. Next six weeks, we're talking about prayer. And we're using Jesus's prayer uh, as a guide for us. And we're going to read the Lord's Prayer from Matthew in just a second. But uh, here's what I want you to know today and for the next six weeks as we walk through this, that Jesus's teaching on prayer isn't about how to perfectly form a prayer. It is about how to be formed by prayer. Let's read it together. We're going to read Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. This is what Jesus says to the crowd. He says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Some of you may be expecting that doxology at the end. It's not uh, in there, and that's okay, and we can talk about that on a different week. But uh, this is obviously a very popular passage. This is a popular prayer. Many of us uh, have prayed this prayer in our churches, of course, but we've also prayed it in our schools, uh, in our locker rooms, we've prayed it in, in classrooms and in gyms. Uh, we've maybe prayed it around flagpoles on occasion. Uh, we, we've, we've said and seen these words in all kinds of places. This is a part of our culture, uh, especially in Texas, but we've said and seen these words in all forms and in all kinds of places. And in this section of Matthew, uh, Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount. So he's teaching to a crowd about all kinds of things. There's a whole variety of things in Matthew chapter 5 through 7. And in this section, he's teaching about prayer. So before we get to the uh, Lord's Prayer in uh, and, and, and verses 9 through 13, there's a section above it about prayer and a section uh, just afterwards. So Jesus teaches about uh, not praying empty prayers with big words. He teaches about not Uh, being kind of a show-off with your prayers, praying publicly. Um, And then in verses 9, he gives, starting in verse 9, he gives us this model for prayer. He says, literally, he says, this is how you should pray. And then he gives us this prayer. In the Luke version, which we're going to look at a little bit as we walk through this uh, over the next few weeks, uh, the disciples, it has the disciples coming to Jesus and saying, could you teach us how to pray? Which I really identify with. They, they come and say, could you, please, could you please help with this? And then he says, This is how you should pray. And he gives uh, this prayer. And this, this prayer uh, is a poem, it's Hebrew poetry. If you read it in your Bible, you'll see the, the couplets, right? It's not just written in, in paragraph form, it's, a, it's a, in the form of, of Hebrew poetry. So it's a statement. And then it's an elaboration on that statement. So there's, there's parallel statements. And if you read the Psalms, that's how a lot of them are, right? There's a statement and then an elaboration of that statement. And poetry is experiential and it's beautiful and it's metaphorical. And we're going to get into all of that on why poetry is important a different week. But this is a poem and that's really important. But today we're just going to walk through a little bit, give a big picture. So let's look at it, right? So it says, Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Okay, so the, these are words that feel uh, sacred to us, like fancy, sacred, beautiful, but they're, they don't have to be that complicated, okay? So G- Jesus starts and he says, this is how you should pray. Um, you should say, uh, God who is above us, you're holy. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God, you are holy. That's how the prayer starts. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, you are holy, bring that holiness here. God, you are holy, make us like you. And the rest of the prayer is that make us like you. You forgive, help us forgive. Give us our daily bread, give us what we need. You are good and generous, give us what we need. Deliver us from evil, deliver us from temptation. The whole prayer is this. God, you are holy, bring your holiness here. God, you are holy. You are good. You are generous. You are righteous. Make us like you. And this is the point of the prayer that Jesus gives us. But it's the it's the model for all Christian prayer that we pray. Make us like you. That prayer forms us, shapes us into the image, into the love of God. Jesus is showing us that prayer is a formation practice. It's an opportunity for us to be formed into the image of God. And I, I think that most of us think of prayer as a formation practice, uh, but we usually think about it as a, a practice to form the perfect prayer, like God to get the words right, and then a, a chance to form God into doing what we want, when we want. Right? We do think about it as a formation practice, but we leave us out of it. We leave us having to do any of the hard work of change. What we say is we got to form the perfect prayer. we got to get the right words, and then if we get the right words, we'll conform God to our will, to our plan. But first, form the right prayer, then we'll conform God to our will. And listen, I know the work of changing ourselves. So when we pray, God, make our life easier, yeah, that would be awesome. And that is a convenient prayer when we pray for God to change our circumstances, it is much easier. But when we are expecting us to be formed, when we are expecting prayer to change us, that work is hard and a lot less convenient. And it is much more painful and difficult. Uh, but that, that's the good work. That's the holy work, the righteous work. Make us like you. So let's do a thought experiment. Okay, so let's say Um, let's say I get invited to play golf on a Saturday and uh, I like playing golf. I'm not very good at golf, but it's a good reason to hang out with friends and be outside for a few hours. Uh, so let's say I get invited to play golf, but Katie and I had planned a family day for Saturday. Uh, but now there's a tee time involved. So I'm, I'm considering it. Okay. So, uh, let's say I get invited to play golf, but I know about this family day. So I go home before Katie gets home from work and I clean up everything, like not pick up. I clean up. I home edit our home. Okay. Things are color coded. It's amazing. And then I go pick up all her favorite things. I get a salad from Bella green because for some reason salad is a treat for her and that's great. But I pick up whatever I pick up all her favorite things and I get it all set up. And when she comes home, it's all set up perfectly. And I'm doing spirit fingers. So she sees all my wonderful work. And then, after she sees all of that, I ask, Hey, can I take all day Saturday and play golf with my friends? So, all those things I did for her was that kindness or is that manipulation? That using a certain formula to get what we want is almost always manipulation. Like if you decided you wanted to come early and help us set up for outdoor church, like come really early with Patrick and I, set everything up. uh, And then right after you set everything up, you said, hey, I'm going to need the song list to change today. I I have a couple favorites you guys haven't been playing. That wouldn't be kindness. That would be manipulation. But for some reason, we think if we do this with our prayers, like we have a formula, like Request for whatever we want plus flowery, sacred, beautiful language equals God will conform to our plan. Like we have a formula, and we think of it as prayer, and really it's just manipulation. Right? We often hope that God will do what we want, when we want, how we want it, but, but Jesus didn't give us a formula. He gave us a practice to be formed. Like prayer is a formation practice, not about forming the perfect words. And not about forming God. Prayer forms us, make us like You, make us like You. So for you, well, why do you think you struggle with prayer? I'm gonna assume you do, and if you don't, like high five through the screen. That's amazing. But if you do, why, why do you think you struggle with prayer? Right? And not what I, I know. I know a lot of the whats. Like you don't know um, you don't know what to say, and you get distracted, and you don't have enough time. I know all of that. But why do you struggle? Maybe you think it doesn't really matter. Are you just afraid to get it wrong? What's what's the why behind prayer for you? And if you were going to evaluate your prayers, what are they like? Are Are you praying to get what you want? Are you praying for convenience? What are your prayers like? And for you, how, how could you worry less about the formula and more about being formed, right? If prayer is really a formation practice that isn't about forming the perfect prayer and isn't about forming God, how, how could you worry less about forming that and more about being formed? Uh, m- maybe some silence would help you. And that's hard work and it takes some discipline. Uh, but maybe you should forget the words altogether. Maybe repetition, you could say the same thing over and over again. Right? We don't pray the same thing over and over again so that God will finally hear us. We're not like knocking on the door incessantly. Right? We pray the same thing over and over again so that we will finally hear God. Or maybe you need to say the same thing over and over again. Maybe you need silence. Maybe you need a simple prayer. Maybe you need to pray a psalm or a section of a psalm. If you just prayed over and over again, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or if you prayed a section of the Lord's Prayer over and over and over again, maybe you need repetition because we don't pray so that God will hear us. We pray so that we will finally hear God. This is a formation practice for us. Right? And Jesus' teaching on prayer is about praying God, make us like you. It's not about forming the perfect prayer. It's not about conforming God to our will. It's about being formed in the image, the love of God. So if you've been around here for a while, you know that I love the comedian and podcast host and author, Pete Holmes. And uh, some of you now listen to Pete Holmes' podcast, and in some ways, I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I hope we can still be friends. He's a total goofball, uh, but he's really interesting. He has an amazing story, and uh, in his book, he talks about the deconstruction and reconstruction of his faith, and it's it's really compelling. And uh, he talks about prayer, and he says that for him, uh, prayer was like going to museums, and he hates going to museums. He says, uh, whenever someone asked me if I wanted to go to the museum, I would have to pretend to be all excited, when in fact I only cared that people thought of me as the kind of guy who goes to museums. At museums, I wasn't looking at a painting to appreciate it. I was staring at it, trying to figure out how long was appropriate to look at it. So when I walked away, the other people in the room weren't like, well, that guy definitely didn't get it at all. I didn't care about the art. I certainly wasn't feeling anything. I was just completing a mental checklist. And he said he had the same relationship with prayer. But he, didn't, he definitely didn't enjoy prayer. He just wanted other people to think of him as the kind of guy who prayed. And maybe even more importantly, he wanted God to think of him as the kind of person who prayed. But when he was praying, he was just in his head doing the mental checklist the whole time. Have I been here long enough? Have I said the right things? Am I doing this right? Is my body right? Are my hands supposed to be together? Are they supposed to be together like this or like this? Am I doing this right? If I didn't say, dear God, at the beginning of this, is God even tuning this, tuning in at all right now? Just going through the mental checklist, not enjoying it, not feeling it, just going through the checklist. And after sharing, uh, after Pete shared his, his prayer struggles with a friend, a, a mentor, his mentor suggested that he write and use a mantra. And um, uh, like maybe many of you, to him, a uh, mantra felt other uh, and felt really like woo-woo, like not a thing he felt comfortable doing. But his friend told him he should do it, so he did it. And uh, uh, the mantra he wrote was, yes, thank you. Yes, comma, thank you. And so when he saw something beautiful, he just prayed, yes, thank you. And uh, when he went through something really difficult, he just prayed, yes, thank you. And it reframed some of the difficulty. And he just breathed all day long. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. And what happened for him as he got out of his head, he stopped trying to form the perfect prayer and he received. He was formed by prayer, and it's the whole point. Prayer is a formation practice, and prayer can change things, but the first thing to change is always us. And so gather, this is my prayer for you this week. May you erase the mental checklist that accompanies your prayers. Erase your formula and all the anxiety about getting prayer right. There is no judgment for you or of you. There is freedom and love in the presence of God. So this week, may you open yourself up and be formed in the presence of God into the love of God. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.